Warning! This podcast contains mature themes from very immature people. I don't know if you've experienced this in a quarantine, but one of my one of my exes came out of the woodwork this week and sent me a really gratifying apology text. Oh, which is nice. I'd like to read that to you if I may. I would um, love that. For what it's worth, I'm sorry about how I ended things before. That was genuinely my biggest mistake of the past two years. Oh. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was, but what? <laughs> I mean, that's like, oh, you could be going through personal growth, but he could also just be really thirsty. That's what I'm thinking is that he thinks I might be an easy mark because he knows I thought I was, he knows that I thought he was really hot because mm-hmm. I told him all the time. Mm, that's your um, first mistake. I know. What's happening in, um, in your romantic endeavors in the year of our Lord 2020? My general MO before quarantine was just show up at a gay bar and like hang around, look for some like group of friends that seem like they're really open and like share drinks and blah, blah, blah. All the things you can't do now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my idea of a good time was, you know, stepping into like the dyke bar bathroom and fingering her and then <laughs> kind of going on our way. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> are you going on your way together or is it like a like a wham, bam? Thank you, ma'am. I finger blasted you in this bar bathroom and I'll never see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Usually uh, it was uh, the the someone had a, had friends that would miss them if they were gone too long, mm. which is a very strategic like ploy on my part. Um, and those opportunities have been cut off to me and I haven't been very good at the, um, the like a- adapting to this new environment that we're in. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't just go to a bar and, and try and pick up people. So I have to put actual effort in, into meeting someone and get through the like, Oh yeah. Tell me about your family. Oh, what did you study in college? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Things always feel, they feel very Victorian and you end up going on so many um, dates where you can't physically touch each other for like weeks and weeks at a time. <laughs> yes. I saw it compared to like a Jane Austen romance novel. That's exactly what it's like, except there are no chaperones. <laughs> it's mm. like chaperones are like the, ju- the judgmental eyes of the strangers in the park around you who are making sure you're staying six feet apart. Yeah. Were you ever at a dance where they they like policed how how close the the boys and girls danced? No, but I have a friend who grew up Mormon who said that the rule for their for their church dances was two Bibles between you. That's so specific. Mm-hmm. I and wonder also, which edition of the Bible, right? Yeah, like, there are pocket Bibles. They could be they could yeah. be bumping and grinding and be like their pocket bibles leave us alone. <laughs> it's just the New Testament. It's fine. <laughs> bumping and grinding. I haven't bumped and grinded in so long. Bumped and bumped and ground. <laughs> bumped and ground. It's been ages since I bumped and ground. Back in my day, we bumped and ground in public places. <laughs> Back in my day, we were finger banging in the barbecue restaurant next door to the bar. Have an awesome time. I hope it wasn't spicy barbecue sauce. <laughs> Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man.
obsessed by sex. Hi, everybody. This is Let's Get It On Film. The all things sex in film and TV podcast. Join us while we watch and discuss the best, the worst, the sexiest from film and television love scenes. We're so glad you could be with us. And Lauren, I am so glad to be here with you. Well, Kate, I am so glad to be here with you too. Lauren and I went to film school together. We were, in fact, Mm -hmm. roommates. We remain dear friends for the better part of a decade. We love each other very much. Um, And we are... That won't be clear when we talk to each other. No. That we genuinely like each other. (laughs) We maintain a relationship that's about 95% brutal roasting. It's just the way we have always been. It's a lot of brutal roasting and uh, quite a lot of uh, sexual tension. Yes, um, some really scary uh, unresolved sexual tension between us Yeah, from, yeah. from our youth, I think. Um, yeah. And we're just huge pervy B-words. We love to get pervy together and invariably our marathon phone calls turn to the the carnal arts. So we thought <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was time to commit it to a recording for for the world to enjoy. We really wanted to implicate ourselves in the future. (laughs) We really wanted some potentially career-destroying material out there with our voices on it. Um, Because... Because here's here's a fun thing. (laughs) We both went on from film school to actually get jobs in the industry. We we did. Somehow, um, we keep getting hired to work in this industry that we both really like, um, not in such a sexy way, but I work for a television studio and you are a super creative, incredibly talented freelancing human. (laughs) And so we both kind of get to do what we love and try to make positive change in this industry. Um, which not everyone gets to do. So we're very lucky and we are fully immersed in film and television all the time. Yep. So we've decided to take it one step further. Mm-hmm. For this inaugural episode, we decided that we would talk about uh, iconic sex scenes. Uh, what does iconic mean? Good question. We didn't actually define it, <laughs> did we? No, but I gave it some thought, right? I'm thinking if it's iconic, you've probably seen it. And even if you haven't seen the movie or TV show that it belongs to, you probably still know what we're talking about. Yes. That's kind of how I defined it. One that everyone has seen, that everyone can reference. Um, one that is kind of universally well-liked. I didn't want to go for like iconically horrible sex scene because what a mm-hmm. strong start that would be. Um mm-hmm. So one that's kind of generally recognized to be pretty sexy that will score high on our criteria, which we'll tell you about later. And iconic, I think, I think I was, I was definitely thinking like something that had resonance throughout either the media or through time, like something that kind of paved a way. So I was definitely thinking of maybe groundbreaking as, as another way of thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Because, as we are going to discover, I love the weird niche and esoteric. And I don't know that everyone is going to immediately be able to conjure mine in their mind. 
but <laughs> I'd, I'd love to go first uh, because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Please do. You would permit me to go on? The floor is yours, baby. All right. I don't know if anyone will remember a little film called Body Heat. It was a 1981 American neo-noir erotic thriller, according to Wikipedia. Ooh. I know. Erotic thriller. Erotic thriller. It was a new genre at the time, really. This film is credited as one of the first uh, concerted effort, like, neo-noir films. Uh, its, Its premise is basically, if you took Double Indemnity that classic Billy Wilder film mm-hmm. and removed it from the time and cut it free of the production code. Double Indemnity wasn't really allowed to show anything that insinuated that the two characters were having sex. Mm-hmm. So this woman is seducing a man to help her murder her husband. We're meant to believe in the original film that she does this only with the lure of sex. But in Body Heat, the scheme that she comes up with really hinges on her seducing and fully having a torrid affair with this kind of gullible man. (laughs) So it's pretty great. Um, A few things, a few fun facts before I get into showing you the clip. The writer-director, who was Lawrence Kasdan, he also worked on Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And I did not know that. And I didn't, I also didn't know George Lucas was an uncredited producer of Body Heat. Ooh, George Lucas. I know. And he had just founded Lucas Arts. So he had money and he wanted to help out this guy who had helped him write Star Wars. But he couldn't put his production company behind Body Heat because it was an erotic thriller. <laughs> and Lucas Arts was trying to market itself as very family friendly. So uh, he was like, I'll give you the money, but you can't put my name on it. Isn't that fun? That's great. Just silent money. What we all all need. Silent partner, don't we? Um, The main actress, Kathleen Turner, uh, she really got typecast as this kind of sexy bombshell type person, which is one of the reasons I'm into this film. Uh, and she was also, I don't think you saw this film, Kate, but she was the voice of Jessica Rabbit and who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I've only ever seen little bits of it. Yeah. But she gave the iconic line. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way, which is very much uh, a theme, uh, that will kind of play into this film. Um, and my last fun fact, uh, is that it was scored by the guy who perfected the James Bond sound. Uh, John Barry produced uh, soundtracks for, I think, 11 James Bond films. And he did Goldfinger and like the, the Spy Who Loved Me and like From Russia With Love. Like he did these iconic James Bond scores. Yeah, through, uh, through the Connery era then. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. So it's it's got a very sexy spy noir mystery feeling to it this score body heat takes place in florida during a heat wave and there's this woman named maddie who meets this uh very gullible idiot ned she's made up a sort of flimsy excuse for him to come over and then asks him to leave at one point and he starts to go but then they catch eyes through a window 
And there's this intense gaze between them. And he finally picks up a chair and throws it through the window. And they start to embrace and have this passionate makeout and start to fuck right there on the floor. Okay, so that's the first time I'm seeing this. This is very intense. There's a lot of um, animalistic passion. Um, you're very, you're very right in that they, you know, they have that sort of locked eyes thing, and it's sort of implied that he's being manipulated to break in and maul her. You know how men like to think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just it feels very written by a man. She, she, she didn't say it, but she said it with her eyes. So I smashed through a window with a chair. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, that said, there are some quite sexy things about it. There's a lot of sort of, um, grasping hands and they're really, really intensely passionately making out and, um, squeezing into each other's backs and butts. And that's all, that's all quite good mm-hmm. while they furiously make out and love, um, love a good lifting of the mini skirt, <laughs> not a mini skirt, a yeah. pencil skirt. It's a very professional pencil, pencil skirt. skirt. A very professional red pencil skirt because mm-hmm. she's a seductress. She has to wear red. Vampy, the vampy red pencil skirt. Yeah. Um, I do quite like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chest lady, so I quite I think it's quite sexy when she opens his shirt and kisses his chest. I think that's nice. I I thought you would like that for some reason. Mm. <laughs> Cause you know me. Um mm-hmm. you know you know I like them mantits. Um mm-hmm. so also quite quite racy for early 80s. The the straight up yeah. um grabs grabs her pussy over the skirt and then shoves his hand in her panties sort of like in the ass region mm-hmm. which i wasn't expecting that that's um that's quite sexy for 1981 mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it was groundbreaking for sure it this was one of the most explicit scenes i think at that point not not necessarily in terms of nudity but in terms of like passion uh because there had, of course, been nude scenes before uh, the 80s. But this was a very clear, these people are going to have sex. And it's not, they're not married. In fact, she's married to another man. This is very clearly uh, sin- sinful is an interesting way to think about it. But like, mm. there's, they're doing something wrong it's immoral but you're supposed to like it anyway which is exactly kind of of a culture shift into the 80s probably for mainstream movies yes there's like several things to talk about there's the moment before they actually meet that lead up where they're looking at each other and then he breaks the glass that is a moment where the power dynamic between them isn't clear and it seems as though you know there is this animalistic, like, er, big, tough man, blah, blah. But then there's a sort of power when they actually meet that comes from her, from this sensuality. And, and I particularly like the moment when she turns her back on him and kind of presses into his front. Mm-hmm. That feels to me like very much I'm sort of taking charge of this moment. I'm dictating how I'm going to put my body against yours. And then that leads into her just taking such an active role, even though he's the one who's like pulling her panties down. She's, she might be on her back, 
on the floor, but she's egging him on the whole time. And so that all kind of plays into the entire theme of the film, which is that you don't know who's in control here. It it feels very visually indicative of the theme of the movie overall, though, because you see him being sort of physically overpowering, but her still um, sort of intellectually in control of the situation in that she's taking this active role and she's um, goading him on and saying like, yes, come on, and sort of um, beckoning him to do what she wants. Um, So the, the meeting of the sort of, uh, intellectual manipulation versus like the physical power is something that's really clear in the scene, which I'm sure plays out through the rest of the movie. So I think that's Absolutely. well done. Um, and I, I really, I like how they framed that shot. Um, <laughs> once they get down on the floor to actually do it, where mm-hmm. um, we're like bird's eye view right above them. And she's on her back and her long hair is fanned out in like a big, like a big halo mm-hmm. behind her. That's really pretty. Um, so she, even when he's straight on top of her, she sort of remains visible outside of him. I quite, I quite like that visual. I, I so many good visuals here. Like the the great sort of lower angle when he's, as you said, like touching her pussy over the pencil skirt, uh, and it's it's just this beautiful beautiful framing. If I was gonna be a total film nerd, I would talk about that one shot where uh, you see them reflected in the, in the um, window pane of the doors. Mm. And that always comes up. It's whenever you see vertical or horizontal lines cutting over a person, it's like, oh, you can see he's caged. <laughs> I think what's more uh, uh, interesting is just, it's very sexy, isn't it? It's got very sexy qualities, but there's something mm. about those furious open mouth kissing at the beginning that I find a little bit off-putting. It's, um... Oh, no! I, like, parts of it are very sexy. Again, like you said, I quite like the scene where she turns her back to him, and it's sort of that sort of, like, um, like, ass to crotch, his arms are Mm -hmm. around her thing. I think that's quite sexy. Um, but I don't find the kissing to be particularly enticing. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Is it because he has a mustache? That doesn't help. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. But here's a thing I'll get into when I talk about my choice is that I mm-hmm. prefer that sort of more filmic, like distended lips, sort of exaggerated kissing. That's probably not what anyone actually looks like when they're kissing for real, but it's much more attractive on film. I probably, oh, when really? I'm kissing a man, probably look like, <laughs> probably look more like this, but I really like that sort of, um, lippy distended lingering thing that you see oh you like oh that's weird to me (laughs) you like it when they're like really sticking their lips out and there's no tongue at all yeah kind of not maybe not no tongue but i prefer lips to like mashed faces Mm. all right all right i can respect that we have different opinions (laughs) So I find I find this body heat scene incredibly sexy, but we have to see if it really passes our criteria, which of course is stop. Stop the stop scale, yes. Which is very scientific. Very scientific. Which of course stands for soundtrack, time, authenticity, heat, 
and production value. So in terms of soundtrack, I think this is five out of five. I think this is a great soundtrack. I, maybe I'm biased because it is so 80s and so like, I don't know, like deep and sweaty and steamy. It's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a five. Do you, do you agree? I I agree. It's very, it's a very classic noir um, and it gets mm-hmm. a little, a little less um, spy hijinks and a little more sort of like sweeping sexy music as you go, which you expect and is um, appreciated, but it comes in with that right level of intensity. You sort of feel um, on edge with it as, you know, the chair crashes through the window and then they're like on each other and you're, you're, mm-hmm. um, your your energy level is like right there with them. So I think it's very effective. Yeah. So time, you know, I think a two minute scene, what do you think? I mean, it's not, it's, this is, they, they sort of fade to black after the penetration happens. They do. It's not, I wouldn't say it's overly long. I think we maybe linger in that first makeout um, smidge mm-hmm. too long. Um but sort of moving on from there, I think it's it's well paced. Yeah, I think it's it's solid. I think I would give it a four. Uh, so then authenticity. It's definitely I mean, here's my main argument. If I lived in this house <laughs> and someone threw a chair through my window, I would first be concerned with all the broken glass. And having to get that replaced. That would not be a sexy thought for me. But I'm sure that in the moment, feeling like someone is so attracted to you that they just have to break your property <laughs> is very uh, exciting. Oh, and I think we've, we've all been there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's authenticity. I think it's uh, a little bit crazy. I also think... Uh, just it wouldn't seem comfortable to be on the floor like that, but I don't know. It looks like a nice rug. Maybe it's fine. Uh, rug burn though. Rug burn. Uh, authenticity is not why I like this scene. Mm, it's a very um, heightened scenario. Um, mm-hmm. The sex itself is not wild, um, but the scenario is definitely heightened. Yeah, definitely. Uh, unrealistic circumstances. Um, I'm definitely not trawling through bars trying to get someone to murder my husband. Only because you don't have a husband. Yet. (laughs) Anyway, in terms of authenticity, I think I'll I'll give this a three. Heat? I think it's off the fucking charts. I, I think it's steamy. I think it's erotic (laughs) i think it's other synonyms so i would give it a five i would agree on that it's it's uh it's very sexy um just just the right level of explicit i think without being like so much that you're like yeah we get it like that's kind of how i find porn to be is like really everything but the actual penetration is what i'd rather watch personally so mm-hmm. so and this is like just short of that kind of um. uh, there's actually a quote that i have from the film editor uh carol littleton who said that obviously there was more graphic footage but we felt that less was more Ooh. do you think this was the this is following the less is more philosophy 
not for 1981. I think it would be I know, less not as really. more for HBO in the year 2020. Yeah, it's pretty more. I'm surprised. But apparently they had more graphic footage than that. Mm. And production value, I mean, I love the cinematography. I love the lighting. I love just this this set in general with the this plush red carpet. I think it's I think it's beautiful. It's I'm I'm thinking four or five. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'd I'd give it a, a solid four point five. I think it's really well done, and I think it could have easily um, fallen victim to sort of um, cheese ball eighties <laughs> yes. film decisions, and it didn't. It remained kind of kind of unique and artistic, and um, kind of less is more when it comes to. 80s movies. I absolutely agree. I'll, I'll bump it to a five. Mm-mm. I'm pretty happy with this. I mean, we're starting off strong. You know, it's we're, we're bringing what we think are iconic things. That's fair. So I, I have given it a five for soundtrack, a four for time, a three for authenticity, a five for heat and a five for production value. I don't want to do the math on that, but it's a pretty good rating for stop. (laughs) Stop. It's so sexy. Stop. It's too much. Less is more. Now, uh, does that mean it's your turn, Kate? I think that means it's my turn. I think that means it's your turn. Um, Lauren, the film that I chose um, is a, it's a little indie film. I'm not sure you've ever heard of it, but it is, um, 1997's Titanic, written and directed by James Cameron. Oh. For quite a period of time, the highest grossing movie of all time. The very romantic and sexy movie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. which, of course, features the love story between Rose and Jack. Rose is this kind of upper-class socialite in the first class, and Jack is just this cute little worldly traveling artist who's poor and down in the lower class area of the ship and they're not supposed to get together they're kind of amazing star-crossed lovers obviously um and they do a lot of like sexy sneaking around the ship and bonding behind rose's fiance and her stuffy mother's backs and it all comes together in this really really sexy scene about two and a half minutes and there's a cutaway in the middle of it where we go to the guys on iceberg lookout but just stay with me through it (laughs) (laughs) i hope uh they've got cute accents it's fine (laughs) i hope things work out for those guys (laughs) i know right it's also the scene with the guy who's like i can smell the ice (laughs) (laughs) it's that one all right that was very good Mm -hmm. it's been a while since i've watched it through and it's it's iconic for a reason first off i think they're being very cute with the sexy banter about the car kind of playing with their status difference of He's like, where to, miss? And she's like, ah, oh, the stars. Very interesting that they are, even at this moment, acknowledging the class difference between them. And then she pulls him back into the back of the car, and they have this long, intense gaze, which, God, Kate Winslet was just such a hottie. Mm, they're both so pretty. That's a very, 
very meaningful gaze. And I really, I also really like the way it starts because that exactly what you said, that really cute banter, he's pretending to be her driver and you kind of get the sense that they are, they're, they really are into the fact that it's naughty, that they're sneaking around Mm -hmm. together and that they shouldn't be together. And it plays off of that, which um, is good. And sort of laughing and playing together is the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> so I, I agree. That's what I you agree. look for in your real sexy encounters. So I love to see that. And then just the incredible top energy. She hauls him backwards over the car seat in front of her, yeah. just straight up caveman style and tells him to put his hands on her. And yes, you know, she's this socialite in 1912 who you think might be intimidated in the face of this worldly artist who hangs out with hookers in paris but she's very in control she shows so much agency in this moment and sort of like a physical dominance um and that's that's very hot because it's also a subversion of what you might expect out of a lady in 1912 absolutely and i want to talk about her kissing his fingers. Mm. I want to talk about that mm, very much. Do you find sucking on fingers hot? Um, not in my real life experience, but I occasionally think it looks nice on film. This is one of those occasions. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that I almost think opposite. I think in the moment when you're having sex, it feels very sexy to like, put your fingers in your mouth or someone else's mouth. It feels very sexy. But then when you see it on film or you, you're just like, you're not in the moment, it can be like, Ooh, where have those been? <laughs> so she probably just ate charcoal. He's been drawing again. <laughs> right. Like you don't know where that's been. They barely wash their hands in this day and age. Right. So like, who knows? Um, But it's very sexy the way that she takes his fingers and she puts them to her lips and she starts kissing them and then kind of gently sucking on them. And it's very hot the way that she kind of is taking that active role, as you said. It's not quite seduction because he's they're there already, but she's like like the way that she she besieges him to to touch her. it's it's very powerful and it's very sexy and there's something about it that she just seems so powerful and so in control that she almost seems like older more experienced than than him even though that's not really how their characters are in the rest of the film. Yeah, that's that's true and I think that might come down to sort of the authority that comes in being um a person of a higher class and that sort of um mm ingrained superiority maybe maybe she maybe you know there's some sort of subconscious like why would i let him be in control i'm in control of uh well no i guess she talks about not being in control of anything in her life and then she just yeah, ravishes this uh, cute young man yeah. in the in the storage area of a ship this is her taking control mm-hmm. when she's really not able to and in her position like she's about to get married off or whatever And she just puts his hand straight on her titty. Oh, Mm -hmm. love it. Love to see it. I feel like they've just got this beautiful chemistry. And obviously we've seen um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet come together in um, 
another movie in Revolutionary Road where they kind of maintain that incredible chemistry. But they are just so beautiful together. And they've got these like really beautiful sort of lippy distended mouth kisses that I just think look so beautiful on screen. And that's part of why I think the finger kissing looks so pretty because she's just got, you know, these luscious lips. It is interesting in in watching this this kiss where they they just fully are going for it right before it cuts. Uh, I think it's also helped by the fact that his like shaggy hair falls in front of their mouths. Because let's be honest, mouths coming together is not that sexy in general. Oh, I think it's pretty sexy. You do? I think part of the magic of this scene is that you don't really see the lips. Oh, I'm the opposite. I don't like when you can't see the lips. When they like turn away (sighs) or their faces are mashed together too close. I'm always like, I can't see what's happening. And so I don't feel involved. (laughs) That is so... We're going to discover so much about each other through this podcast. I love it. (laughs) I love that for us. And then let's skip ahead. I mean... Right, of course. The iconic shot. That is it. Um, Absolutely. You get to... You cut back from the iceberg watchman who we sat with for a second to the car's windows have completely steamed up with their very, very hot lovemaking and um, Rose's hand comes up and, and and she hits the window and kind of swipes down and leaves a handprint in the fog <laughs> on the glass. Um, and that's the part that really sticks with me in terms of like the iconography of the scene is that passionate handprint on the window. And it's kind of sexy in its realistic quality in that, um, you know, you really could easily fog up the windows of a car uh, if you're in mm-hmm. a cold place. Right. So um, that's something that's real it's probably a little bit exaggerated but then sure. we, we cut back in on them in their you know their postcoital bliss and they're glittering with sweat and they're trembling and they're vulnerable <laughs> and that um that really resonated with me as a romantic bitch because they're very obviously moved by their lovemaking yes it's it's you said so much that i agree with i think In terms of iconography, the hand on that steamed up window is just an easy shorthand for the hottest sex you could ever imagine. She's lost in the throes of passion that she's reaching out for something to to get a handle on. And that is just so clearly shown visually. And that's why film is such a great medium for the sex scene. Because you can sort of show the feeling of having sex with a shot like this. It's all building, it's building, it's building. And she reaches out for something to hold. And then it slowly falls down as she sort of comes down from this peak. And that's like, oh, that's, that's what it can feel like. Right. And it's, it's very effective, um, both, both in its sexiness and in how emotional it is. And it's so different in terms of how graphic it is from body heat because you don't see anything it's very very cutaway very pg-13 um but it's still very sexy and and i think you're right that post-coital vulnerability uh is just so clear in this prolonged gaze as their noses are barely touching and they're sweaty and god fucking beautiful (laughs) (laughs) 
it's it's intimate in a way that we don't always see of sex scenes that are just about like again my my sort of style of wham bam thank you ma'am <laughs> this is two people who have like you said been moved by the experience of coming together a <laughs> and yeah this this sex has been momentous in that it's changed their lives forever yes and then possibly most effectively for me is that they sort of linger in that moment of intensity for like just a second and then they go right back to being playful and she tells him that he's trembling and he what does he say i'll be okay like in kind of a cheeky way something like that where he's like oh i'll get over it i'll recover from yeah, my incredible I'll live. I'll, I'll live after that earth-shattering sex um and i just think that's so cute and that's exactly what you want in a real in real sex is sort of like bookended with like actual kind, playful human interaction. This, this moment afterwards is gentle. It's, it's playful. It's sweet. Uh, and that's, that's a nice uh, post-orgasmic mood. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And on top of it all, you get that gorgeous sweeping instrumental of that Celine Dion track that's iconic all on its own. You get the instrumental of My Heart Will Go On, which feels like the perfect first addition to our Let's Get It On Film Fuck Jams playlist, which will accompany every episode of Let's Get It On Film, the podcast, which um, right now it's just like a weird one song sad ballad yes. list, but stay tuned for how <laughs> sexy this thing will be in short order. <laughs> we'll get something other than Celine Dion on it, I promise. <laughs> I, I cannot wait until there's more than one song on this playlist. <laughs> Lauren, would you like to make love to My Heart Will Go On on repeat? <laughs> you know what, Kate? No, I would not. <laughs> um, but in any case, I, I, I love this scene. It's definitely iconic. It's honestly what I also first thought of as the iconic sex scene. Oh, and before I forget to mention it, um, the film I was just watching today, Yes, God, Yes. Have you seen this? I haven't. I watched the trailer today, though. In the movie, it's a major plot point that this teenage girl keeps getting turned on by this particular scene in Titanic. (laughs) It is a major plot point and her journey culminates in her rubbing one out to this scene on repeat. Oh, wow. Well, she's in good company in terms of getting turned on by the scene. It definitely, it, it, it really takes the cake, but I want to know how does it stack up in your stop rating? I I think it's got a pretty good stop rating because it's just so sexy. I mean, right off the top, that soundtrack, it's mm-hmm. so iconic. Um, that's a straight five out of five for me um, because the two are inseparable. The movie and the song, both huge, 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 huge hits. Um, and it's, yeah, a, it's a much yeah. parodied song, but in its, um, in its, in its early life, I think it was really effective. So I'm going to give that a solid five on the soundtrack from my girl Celine. Um, on time, I'll give it like a three out of five on time because we could have spent a little bit longer with them. Again, I think it's really effective. You're just horny. <laughs> I'm just horny. It's a really effective less is more. 
um, use of the time, but I could have spent, you know, hours in those, in those intense lingering looks between them. Mm. So you want, you want more of the buildup rather than more of the after they start kissing? I could probably spend 10 minutes straight in about the spot where she's kissing his fingertips. <laughs> that is just very that, interesting. That gets very me. revealing. Mm-hmm. Um, authenticity. I'm going to give it like a four. Uh, in this pandemic climate, it's been pretty hard to catch a D in a way that mm-hmm. doesn't put you or anyone else at risk. Um, and so I've turned to considering things like car sex, um, which I ordinarily wouldn't be into, but like desperate times call for slutty measures. Um, and yeah, so this yeah, scene yeah. really spoke to me on that level in terms of authenticity, because like, what are they up against? They need to sneak around and be together and not get caught and not get put anyone in danger. And so they climb in the back of a car. Mm. Yeah, that works. That works for me. I, I like, I was thinking how authentic is car sex really? But when you frame it in terms of sort of what they're up against, I think, yeah, you're right. It's you put up with a little awkwardness, a little of, oh, it's my knee too close to to that thing is, you know, because mm-hmm. you need you need somewhere to do it. Absolutely. Um, and then I think heat is way up there, both literally and figuratively. It's so sexy. So that's like a straight that's like a straight five for me, too. Just those those devastating looks between them and, and how playful it is and that intense chemistry. That's way, way up there. That's like a perfect five for me. Would you give it a perfect five? I would give that a perfect five. They have intense chemistry, like you said, that I fucking is everything. Uh, and then production value, I'd give I'd give a, a probably a four to that, too. It's a huge Huge budget movie. James Cameron, um, <laughs> for any of his shortcomings, he's he's a competent director and he has a huge budget on this movie and he just made it look beautiful. Yeah. And it's very, very intimate. You're up very close with them. I think it's really effectively done. It's so, interesting they were able to get that close in an enclosed space. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know how big old timey cars were, but that does also look like a much bigger space than you find, I don't know, in the backseat of a Toyota Camry. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, it also definitely seems like they may have cheated and like cut holes and things. But yes, uh, I think it's safe to say that was probably half a car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's... But it's very impressive the way that they still manage to evoke that uh, claustrophobia. But it's not really claustrophobic when you're with someone that hot, you know? No, it's intimacy. Intimacy. Uh, we can definitely rank Titanic way up there in, in terms of stop. <laughs> so in thinking about the iconic sex scene, my sort of honorable mention uh, of a of an iconic scene that I didn't actually go with, and really, it's because it sucks. Is the scene from Top Gun? <laughs> this scene is bizarre. Uh, as I, I'm going to quote Roger Ebert here, <laughs> he says, "When they finally get physical, Cruz and McGillis, the stars, look like the stars of one of those sexy new perfume ads." <laughs> Perfume hands are very sexy, though. It's it's shot totally in silhouette, which I will say, t- 
Tom Cruise is not flattered by <laughs> his <laughs> prominent facial features uh, kind of steal the scene. It's it's cheesy. It, there's no real passion. It's it's just mashing two bodies together. <laughs> it's very strange. Mm, that's that's fair. Um, my honorable mention was Pretty Woman. Mm. which is my favorite hooker with a heart of gold movie. Um, but it's of course that scene in the ballroom where Richard Gere lays Julia Roberts out on a grand piano and has her as he does several times throughout the movie. He tries to kiss her and she dodges him because she's a hooker and she doesn't kiss on the mouth. Yep. I think the not kissing is actually very sexy. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're going to discover. I just don't like seeing people kiss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've got an aversion to kissing. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I mean, I love doing it in real life, but there's something really tantalizing about it. That this is her one rule is she'll go, she'll do anything but kiss on the mouth. That's Interesting, Lauren. I think I might be your exact opposite. I don't love kissing in real life. I think it's a little bit boring. What? I love to watch it. That's wild. I think we're just complete opposites. I think it's boring. And people keep telling me, um, you just haven't met a good kisser. Um, and I think that's possible. But I also am sort of the dude. <laughs> I'm very much just like, okay, get on with it. What's next? <laughs> Um, I just don't like making out and I'm really, really prone to beard burn and I get really, really really bad beard burn. And so I don't want to just lay around making out Um, because then I've got zits in the shape of a beard on my face, (laughs) 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 which I know is the number one thing men look for in a mate. (laughs) 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 I think that's a big part of it. It's not really that I don't like kissing so much as that I don't want to do it for a long period of time because I think it's a little bit boring and because I don't want beard burn. This is going to seem a little braggadocious. (laughs) I have been told by multiple people that I am a good kisser. Oh, I have too. I've got some sort of weird, weird insecurity where I'm like, they just say that to everyone. That's just a line. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we're both. Well, great see, kissers. now I'm worried it's just a lie. <laughs> Before I was coming into this, like, I had to know how to tell you this, Kate, but I'm a pretty good kisser. And now I'm like, all right, well, fuck me. Then. I am so sorry if I just burst your bubble. Um, and it's probably just that I'm a pessimist and that we're both amazing kissers. That seems more realistic to me knowing us. Um, oh, yeah. So, so part of, part of our podcast is going to be these very scientific polls that we conduct to get very scientific results from our friends regarding the sex scenes that we're speaking on. Uh, The only problem was we tried asking our friends what their favorite sex scene was. And I got a lot of pearl clutching. I got so much pearl clutching, Lauren. I got, I see sexy movies with these people all the time. I, one of my friends, I have seen, two out of three Fifty Shades movies with this person. And when I said, hey, what's a good movie sex scene? She was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, oh, I don't, I never really thought about it. It's like, that's a lie. 
We've all thought about it. Yeah. You're thinking about Absolutely. it right now. Just say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, I, all right. Frankly, you and I are perverts. We are. We're big fat perverts. We are. But I think uh, it's it's doing a disservice to the art form that other people are not coming forward with sex scenes that are memorable, even sex scenes that, you know, just that, that stick in the mind, you know, like, why? Why won't we talk about this more? Why don't we like share this facet of, of media? I don't know. And even, um, you know, getting into our adult years, I find that particularly my female friends are way more open and comfortable than they were when we were teenagers, for example, when, you know, it was all pearl clutching and pretending none of us masturbated and whatever, whatever goes into teenage female friendships. And, um, nobody's like that anymore, but for some reason, for some reason, it's the R rated thing that really got them all and they couldn't, nobody could tell me what they thought was sexy or why. (laughs) Yeah. It's I've had, I've had friends on our group chat, uh, discussing the, the best brands of vibrators that they've tried. Mm -hmm. And yet, when I tried to ask people what their favorite sex scene was, I, I got a lot of, oh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it. No. You shouldn't have to think about it. No. And when when we sort of came up with the idea for this together, we had this unbelievable mind meld where off the top of our heads, we came up with about 50 episode ideas <laughs> immediately. Yes. Yes, yes, we did. All with examples attached. Yes. <laughs> and so I don't know if that makes us especially pervy in like a I mean, yes, you can it see it in it public does. sort of way. Because it was so easy for us, it shocked me that it's so hard for everyone else. I know. It's, you know what it is, Kate? I think we're just extraordinary. Is that what it is? We're just special. That's what it is. We're just special. We're the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so on that note, since our, our extremely scientific polls may or may not come together, depending on whether our friends get their sticks out of their assholes, um, if, if anyone has any suggestions for us out there, we'd love to hear them. What are you into and why, and how would you, how would you theme that sex scene? If you had to, Mm -hmm. if you had to build a theme around it, something like it's an iconic sex scene or where they're doing it or how they're doing it let us know drop a line you can get yeah. us at info at let's get it on film.com that's true or we're also on twitter and instagram or at least we will be once this goes live we also have a website let's get it on film.com you can check us out there uh you'll see the episodes uh have the actual clips that we watch attached to them but uh Just be warned, you might need to open incognito mode first. So join us soon for another very sexy episode of Let's Get It On Film. This has been Kate and Lauren. Keep it pervy. It's nice. That feels good. (laughs) (laughs) From the society is bent upon destroying. Look at his face. It is the face of a smut monster.